Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. I'm super excited to share this interview with you. I had the privilege of speaking with Chelsea Joe. Chelsea Joe is the host of the Systemize Your Life podcast, who is dedicating her mission to changing the culture of motherhood. She's reducing overwhelm and increasing time for work from home moms. That's her gifting in life through this proven efficient systems in motherhood and business. Some of her favorite systems include those that were developed to help her thrive during the fourth trimester and beyond, including self-care and time management. The systems she's bringing today are going to make your transition into motherhood a million times easier. Everyone needs a Chelsea in their life to help you organize and prepare for your best fourth trimester. This episode has me super excited to get organized and prepare for baby number three. So if you're pregnant and you're needing some tips on how to get ready for a blissful postpartum, then tune in. You're not going to want to miss any of these wonderful tricks that she gives. But before we get into the episode, I want to share with you something that just lights me up, gets me super excited, and this is speaking with you. I love spending an hour just hearing your story, your expectations, your fears, your plans, and then coming up with the steps and the support to get you there. Now, my goal is to help you match the expectations you have for your birth with the decisions you're making along the way. I'm also here to sit with you and dream with you and be that sister who will listen and not judge, but guide you to your blissful birth. You can reserve your spot now by going to bit.ly slash birth prep session and signing up right on the site. I cannot wait to chat. Now let's get into the show. This is a different kind of podcast. I'm a different kind of nurse and a different kind of doula. Hey there, my name is Alan McLean and I wanna welcome you to the Empowered Birth Podcast. My mission here is to encourage you to strive for the best birth experience possible. Knowing full well birth is unpredictable, but also knowing that you are powerful and you are able to make the best decisions for you. You're going to get information you won't hear in your basic childbirth education class, as well as stories of women and birth professionals who are stepping into their power and birthing their way. You're going to get all the information you need to confidently navigate your journey from pregnancy to postpartum. This podcast is for the woman who is wanting a natural childbirth, but feeling unsure in her ability to. She doesn't know her options and she's feeling overwhelmed, looking for a guide. Is this you? Then stick around. You're exactly where you should be. Thank you, Chelsea, for joining me for this episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. I was telling you earlier that I'm just so excited to have this conversation, mostly for my own benefit. <laughs> so, but I think that a lot of my listeners are really going to find this helpful. Um, we're going to be talking about postpartum systems today and how to make your postpartum a blissful one, which mm -hmm. who doesn't need that? We need to have more conversations 
about that. So I've been getting so many messages from women where they're asking me about postpartum and how to better prepare for that. And talking with my clients, they're really wanting to focus on postpartum, mostly as second, third time moms, because first time mom, you don't really know what you don't know until you're in it. But so I'm really excited for this conversation, but can you go on and just introduce yourself quickly and let us know who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really, really, really excited. This is something that I am so passionate about. And when I was developing my first birth plan ever with my oldest one, which she's eight now, I spent so much time scouring the internet and it would have been so nice to find somebody like you that could just give me all of these resources that I really, really wanted to find in a podcast, you know, and then obviously being how somebody having someone's to lean on to help me through my birth planning and all that kind of stuff. Just, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for your podcast and for your journey. So I'm really honored and excited to be here. My, what I would love to have your listeners walk away with today is my fourth trimester or my postpartum system. So my name is Chelsea Joe, and I'm the owner of ChelseaJoe.co. I run an online business specifically for overwhelmed work from home moms. And I give them systems so that they can manage their time and their tasks in motherhood and in business. And I do that through my podcast. I do that through my online community that I host on Facebook. And then I also have courses where I dive deep and I teach them what they need to do to get themselves off the hot mess express. <laughs> so that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. But as far as how I came to this fourth trimester system that I'm so excited to share, my postpartum with my oldest one, I had an unmedicated birth in the hospital with a midwife and a doula. And my oldest daughter's father at the time. We were not married. Uh, we weren't engaged or anything. It was an just unexpected. We'd been dating for a long time and I got pregnant. So I went about it in the best way possible, but the relationship was, it was just very, very cyclical in a negative fashion. And so my postpartum journey was littered with a lot of postpartum depression. And there were a lot of hard things that I went through I nursed on demand and I was working full time and it was just a really hard journey. And I had moved on from that relationship a couple years after that. And I had a beautiful birth, but my postpartum was really, really hard. It was really hard for a lot of different reasons. My recovery didn't go the way that I wanted it to because I had to jump into full time everything right away. Uh, I didn't have the support in place that I needed. And it was my first time. So I didn't really know a whole lot about things. And I think moms and your first birth, you don't really know what to expect and you learn by going through it. Right. So I ended up just becoming a single mom. And then I met my now husband and after Blaine and I, my husband and I got married, we decided that we were going to add another baby to our family. So we had Frankie Joe, my oldest, and she goes back and forth a little bit between our house and her biological dad's house, but we really wanted another one. So I got pregnant and had a miscarriage and had never gone through that before. And I was like, Whoa, I didn't know this happened to like people like me. Like, you know, it was this whole reality check where I was like, wow. Okay. So this does happen a lot. And so I recovered from that and 
then I got pregnant again quickly and I went to go down the same route as I had done before with the same birthing facility, the same hospital and something about it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. And finally, by 31 weeks, I got myself into a place where I could commit to having a home birth. And so at 31 weeks, I switched to a CNM and we had a home birth at 37 weeks. <laughs> which I knew she was coming early. My first came two weeks early and I knew the day she was coming the day before. And I knew that this one was coming early too. I knew the day before and I was in complete denial though. The day that she was being born, I was like cleaning my shower. I was like, no, we're not doing this today. I'm cleaning the shower in like early labor. And I'm like, no, my midwife's like blowing up the tub. She's like, no, you are having a baby today. And I'm like, no, we're not, we're not doing this today. Which it was just the funniest thing, but in preparation, so you can know a little bit about me. I'm so big on systems, like huge. It's my personality. I think in, in Tetris cubes, everything is a Tetris game in my world. Everything is a puzzle. All the pieces have to fit together. That's just how I do it. And so when I, at 31 weeks, decided I'm going to do a home birth, there was a lot to prepare for. And so that is how I came up with this system. I love that. I love how you explain your life in Tetris. Mine is more like spaghetti all the time. <laughs> oh, but it's so true when you're planning a home birth and especially switching at 31 weeks, that can feel very overwhelming. And just, mm -hmm. there is a lot to prepare for. So when you, it is when you go into a hospital setting, they have all the supplies, they have all their, everything prepared for you just to come in and have a baby. But at home, you kind of have to make sure your home is ready. So I'm excited to talk to you about this because I feel like it will help my my spaghetti life maybe look a little more Tetrisy, <laughs> but so your postpartum with your first was a little bit difficult. So after you went through that, what did you do during your pregnancy to set up yourself for success postpartum? Yeah, my pregnancy journey is probably the season of my life that I would say I'm most proud of. I'm very, very I hate the word staunch, but I really wanted to make sure that I was taking care of my body to the best of its ability. So I was in the best shape of my life before I had both of my kids. And I think that that contributed to my ability to heal much better in my postpartum. And so before I had my second one, when I knew, hey, we were going to try and we were going to have a baby, I made sure that I was really giving myself a lot of dense micronutrients every single day. I believe very strongly in functional medicine and I just used that philosophy and made sure that I was nourishing myself emotionally and physically and spiritually so that I was in a good place because pregnancy is something out of some insanely oddly crafted fictional movie that no one can understand until they've been through it. And so my biggest system and how I think of it in my mind is I had a nutrient dense smoothie every single morning of my pregnancy. Every single morning I had the exact same smoothie and I had that all throughout my postpartum as well. And I made sure that I ate a ton of whole food and I kept my hydration up hardcore. And at the very end of my pregnancy, I 
went really, really heavy on my electrolytes. And luckily enough, I was able to eat a lot of watermelon because I was in the right time of years to, to help with the swelling that I experienced. And I stayed incredibly active. I think those things helped the most with what I did during my pregnancy for me to be able to sustain. And I did a ton of reading. I did a ton of reading. Ina May's Guide to Childbirth is the name of the book. That is what prepared me the most for how to not only birth from home, but how to heal after giving birth. Those were the biggest. I mean, I read all the books. I've done the Bradley method. I did the hypno method. Like I read all the things, but Ina May's was the one that prepared me for home birth the most and really made an impact. So those were the things that I did for me during pregnancy. But as far as setting up my home, if you want me to talk about that now, I can go into that a little bit. So obviously, whenever you decide that you're going to have home birth, you get this list of here's all the things that you need to have in your house from your midwife. And I was like, oh, hot dang. So my mom and I are super, super scrappy. We are obsessed with Goodwill. And I went to a bunch of thrift stores and I got the most incredible blankets and different things to, and I washed them really well. We disinfected everything. I got most of my towels and my linens and all that kind of stuff all from Goodwill, um, from secondhand stores, washed them up really good. And I had them all in a big plastic tote or like Tupperware bin. And I labeled the outside of it. So no one touched those towels when they were running through the house and there's not a clean one and they want to take a shower. Like this stuff is not to be touched. This is for home birth, right? So I just started compartmentalizing all of those types of things that were on the actual list. Now, my fourth trimester system that I'm about to give you seems incredibly ridiculously simple, but I'm telling you it's the coolest thing ever. So it's a utility cart. When you go to Ikea or Target or Michael's, the craft store Michael's, they all have these utility carts and they have wheels on them and they're three tiered. You have to put them together. They're metal. And I used that cart to be able to make sure that from the moment I went into labor until I used it all the way through my fourth trimester, but it specifically was geared from the moment I went into labor until two weeks of post giving birth so that I could literally stay in bed for a week and be pretty much couch ridden for the week after that as much as possible with another little kid at home and whatnot. But what I did is I took everything on the top shelf and I packed it full of all of the supplies that the midwife was going to need immediately. And this is for the day of birth specifically. Then everything underneath that was all the stuff that we were going to need for baby right away as soon as baby was born. And then the very bottom shelf was everything that I was going to need after birth. So all of my pads, all of my after giving birth underwear, my nursing bra that I wanted to be in, all of the things that I knew I would want to get up out of bed and go get. And I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to tell my mother that doesn't live with me or I'm not going to want my doula to go rummaging through my house to find these things. And my husband is probably going to bring me a bra that I wore when I was like 16 because I haven't thrown it away because he has no idea what this thing looks like, right? So like I wanted to make sure that it was all in the right spot so I could just say, hey, bring me the cart and I don't even have to get out of bed or it's on the bottom shelf of the cart. And guess what? The cart's on wheels. So it doesn't matter where you are, the cart goes with you. So now I'm not getting out of bed to go get the thing that's supposed to be 
that is in another bedroom, or I can be on the couch and all the things that are in the bedroom can roll out to me wherever I am in the house. So the cool part about it though, is for any of you that are listening that are not having a home birth, this car works beautifully for coming home from the hospital. If you've had a C-section, it works really well because there's longer recovery time. But that top shelf immediately, once the midwife is gone, converts into your everyday necessities. So I always had protein-packed food and snacks for me. I always had a huge water bottle. I had my nipple shields, if that's something that you do or don't use. I had my nipple cream there for nursing. I had my nursing pads. I had my camera, food, water, chapstick. I always had chapstick in there. Any kind of, if you're taking like daily vitamins or any kind of medicine that you might need daily, that always went in the top shelf. And then we tied a bag to it so that I can throw dirty diapers in it. And then here's the beauty of this system. I remember the second shelf is everything for baby. So a change of clothes for baby, extra changing pads, burp pads, baby's diapers, baby's wipes, everything for baby goes on the second shelf. And then you still have all the things that you need for yourself personally on the bottom, change of clothes, whatever that looks like. Now, my husband's only job at the end of the day was to make sure that he restocked the cart. When I wake up in the morning, I just need the carts to have my favorite snacks. I need a full water bottle. Do not let anything go missing from this cart. I need fresh diapers. I need a clean bag to put new diapers in. Like that's your job. And it made my husband look like the most incredible fourth trimester spouse in the planet because I set him up for success. I was like, this is all I need you to do. Hand me the baby when I need the baby and restock my cart. That's your job. That's all you do. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. That is so great. I know my husband, he was amazing with my postpartum, just helping me recover and doing so many things around the house. But how much better would it have been if, like you said, you set him up for success? They a lot of times want to help, but postpartum is such a weird time that they don't really know what to do except take the baby and, you know, help with the baby. But really, I mean, I'm a strong believer that baby and mom should be so very connected for at least the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if that is what he can do to help is keep your cart full and make sure you have water (laughs) and food. I think that is amazing. And so, so helpful. Yeah. It ended up being, this, I give this gift to every mom that's pregnant. I'm like, here's a utility cart. And then I have like a printout of everything that I put on every shelf in the cart. And like, the, here's your system. <laughs> happy, happy birthing. Like, it's so cool. Wow. Yeah. That, and that's a brilliant gift. My goodness. I should yeah. invite you over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> to stock Baby your cart. Shower. Yeah. To stock my cart. Oh, and, we even used, we, we cloth diapered ours. Mm, and so we, yeah. instead of a trash bag, we had a wet bag. And so at the end of the day, he was in charge of doing diapers for two weeks, which he didn't love, but no one really does. But no. I mean, I do, I love cloth diapering so much, but <laughs> you know, it's a decision that we made. So that just for those of you that decide that you want to do cloth diapers, it works the same way. We just clipped our wet bag on the edge of the cart. And I think the other second thing that is absolutely just as important that I know a lot of you guys think of 
for being able to really heal and bond and just have a really nice fourth trimester is make sure that your refrigerator is completely organized, that is clearly labeled, so is your freezer, and that you are preparing for two weeks of you not cooking dinner. It's absolutely vital. If you break that down, that's 14 days. And so if you can find seven days where people can give you a gift card to a restaurant that's close to your house, and you can find seven freezer meals, that gets you off the hook of cooking dinner for two weeks straight. And it, (laughs) my best friend, I've assisted three different births for my best friends. And one of the things that I do in their postpartum is I go over and I clean out their refrigerators and I group their vegetables in one part and I group their protein in another part and I group all their grains in another part and I group all their desserts in another part all in their freezer. And then I make a list and I put it on a huge piece of paper and I put it in their house so that their husbands know these are the three things that you grab out of the freezer and you put in a skillet and you make for dinner on this night and this night and this night and this night. So now their husbands are prepared to make the freezer meal for them that's in their freezer. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a pre-cooked casserole from your neighbor or from your fellow churchgoer that you like Mm -hmm. take out and put in the oven, right? It can be like there's frozen broccoli, there's chicken nuggets, and there's mashed potatoes in there. These three things go well together. Can you please pull them out? When you don't have to think about that and it's not what's for dinner, here's what happens. You're not eating dinner at eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. You're eating dinner at six o'clock at night or at four or five o'clock at night because it's already pre-planned. And those kinds of stressors are just things that I believe a mom should not be dealing with when they've just had a baby. You should know that you're going to get fed three times a day. You should know what you're going to be eating and you should be having really good snacks in between, which is what the cart's for. (laughs) So those would be my two things that I... I know for a fact allowed me to honestly stay in bed for a week. I very rarely got up and then I was on the couch for the next week and I healed beautifully. It was amazing. I didn't have postpartum depression like I did with the first one. Just a lot of things were different. Yeah. I mean, the moms who take the lying in period seriously and prepare for it, like with these systems, they do have so much less likelihood of having postpartum depression. They have better bonds with their baby. And if they have had a tear, their tear heals so much quicker and Mm -hmm. easier. It's just a better transition. So I think that is, those are super helpful. What type of labels. I'm trying to picture my fridge right now. <laughs> I'm like, my fridge is a mess. So oh like, <laughs> let's just talk about like breaking down what type of things need labels. So this is for the people with spaghetti lies, right? Let's talk about that. So <laughs> break it down for us. That would be super helpful. Oh, it's just you guys, like before I started this business, I had no idea that I was rare. I thought everyone had <laughs> fridges like me. <laughs> no. I thought. I just thought. And it's so funny. I'm so I've just gone down and realized now that I am weird and I'm rare and it's fine. It's okay. I have to be careful not to go to the dark side of it though. Like I gotta let my husband stock the dishwasher however he wants. It's okay if there's like empty space in there from time to time. <laughs> I'm crying. It's so fun. I can't help it. So this is what your fridge can look like. 
I go to the dollar store and I get their uh, like upright file folders and they're like the rectangular box that have a label on the front of it and it people put them in their office and they connect together. I put those in my fridge and I label it with lunch and I put all my kids' lunch snacks in there or lunch, like my ham or my turkey, my cheese, all of the things that are easy to grab, I put them in there. It says lunch. So my husband knows where the lunch foods are. Like this is where I go to get lunch foods. And then I have all of my ready to grab fruits in one and then my ready to grab berries and cherries and grapes and things like that. I put in more like a clear shoebox container, which I get those at Goodwill. I mean, at um, the dollar store too. They're just, I take the lids off of them. They're clear plastic containers that people would, they're called shoe containers. But so I do that. And then inside of your refrigerator specify. So I use masking tape. We don't have to label anymore because we've been doing it so long that everyone just knows this shelf has all of our raw meats that need to be cooked and it has all of our grains or our breads. And then the shelf above that has all of our condiments. It'll have like hummus and yogurt and all of that in one side in one section. And then the other side has all of our pre-cooked and prepped meals or leftovers. So I basically just start segmenting different portions of my fridge. The bottom shelf is all greens. Everything, all of our greens go on the bottom shelf like, or the the crisper, the drawer on the very bottom. And then the very top is all of our eggs, our fermented foods and our drinks. And we kind of just stick with that program over and over and over and over again. But if you don't have that program already, you just take masking tape and you put it on the edge of the shelf and you write in a Sharpie on that. And you might have to change it up a few times until you find what works, what you're buying consistently and where it fits best in your fridge. But that's, what's cool about the masking tape. It just peels right off. Yeah, that's super helpful. So for moms who are, you know, towards the end of their pregnancy, is there anything that you would maybe give them to help them prepare to have like those frozen meals or to be organized? I know not everybody gets blessed with a meal train. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, just being prepared ahead of time, do you make like double of every meal you have? I know a lot of people do that. I guess what, yeah. Do you have any suggestions for just preparing yeah. of extra food? Yeah. The simplest way that you can go about it. I think since the COVID coronavirus, everyone knows what it's like to jam a bunch of food in their freezer at some point. And they're like, <laughs> here, put all the food in there. Cause we don't know when we're going to get more, food, you know, but to be more organized about it, the best thing to do is to get out a piece of paper and write down 14 days. So you don't know what day your baby is coming. Most of us don't know that ahead of time. So you're just going to plan out 14 days. And the very first day is birthday. Okay. And I want you to write down what meal you're having on every single night. Now, before you get all like, well, what if I don't want to eat that on that night? It's okay. The point is, is that you're mapping out 14 meals. Okay. So if you don't have a meal train, that's okay. Assert yourself ask a family member, ask a neighbor, ask for help, Mm -hmm. ask someone, can you please bring dinner on this night? Can Mm -hmm. you even, or, or if you have family members that are from out of town and they want to help, ask them to send you a gift card. People can send gift cards through. And here's the other cool thing that I just did for a friend that gave birth. I used Chipotle's ordering system and I ordered the meal and they delivered to their house. 
So I didn't even have to do that. And so many places are delivering right now because of the current climate and they've just learned how to deliver, deliver food. So start with that, plug in one or two meals if you can, where you can of someone else doing a meal for you, if that's an option, start there and then go in and fill in what you're having on those nights. Pre-cook meals, if you want to do that, I use Trader Joe's like it's going out of style. Trader Joe's is by far and away the most amazing place to get pre-cooked frozen meals that are very, very, very little to no preservatives, additives, fake sugars, dyes, colors, anything. So we use that a lot. And I just would write down, we're having orange chicken and we're having broccoli and we're having rice. And I would get the frozen rice packs and I would put them in the freezer because it's okay you know, your husband doesn't have to make rice in a rice cooker. You can have rice in a, in a bag. Like it just depends on where you're at with that. For me, that was okay. I was happy for us to have rice on the table. I didn't care that I microwaved it in a bag that week. So that's what I would suggest doing. Map all of that out and hang that up somewhere where your husband can see it. So he knows what the plan is after you've given birth and however you want to go about preparing your meals, cook them on your own, freeze them or have whatever store is close to you. I think most places have a freezer section with some pre-made meals in them. The other thing that I did is I had a list of my grocery store needs of fresh produce. It was very small. And I said to my mom, when I go into labor, can you please go to the grocery store and pick up these things and bring them to my house? And that was specifically for me because I wanted to feed my midwife and my doula and me and my kids and my husband fresh food at the time of birth for the next one to two days. And I didn't know at what point in my grocery store run was that going to happen? Was that going to happen when I haven't been to the grocery store for seven days? I didn't know and I wanted to be prepared. So I gave that list to my mom ahead of time. And I said, as soon as I let you know that I'm going to labor, can you please pick up these things and bring them over to my house? So that is definitely where I would suggest. Um, yeah, that's sharing. super helpful. So the, the list of the 14 days, you're just writing down dinners and mm-hmm. eat leftovers for lunch. Is that kind of how that system Yeah. And part of what I asked my mom to bring over was some lunch meat and whatever it is that your family typically eats for lunch, have a grocery list pre-made out so that you can ask somebody to go to the grocery store. Whatever you guys typically eat for breakfast and for lunch, have a, have a little backstock of that prepared so that when you go into labor, you're not left, you know, like we have no breakfast food for tomorrow, you know, I have a couple things in there. And then I would suggest because my fridge doesn't hold two weeks worth of breakfast, lunches and dinners. It just doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. but dinners are the most important. They seem to be the hardest to get on the table. So that's the one that I prepare. And then breakfast and lunch, that's what that grocery list is for, for other people, for someone else to go and pick it up for you. I didn't want my husband leaving. I wanted somebody else to go to the store for me. Yeah. So I asked my mom to do it. (laughs) That is brilliant, man. So helpful. I feel like this is going to help so many people, (laughs) mostly myself, but uh, (laughs) thank you so much, Chelsea. I so appreciate you. If people want to really start diving deeper into systematizing their life, where can they find you at and how can they work with you? Yeah. 
uh, I am chelseajoe.co on everything. So Instagram is at chelseajoe.co. My podcast is called Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe, C-H-E-L-S-I-J-O. And Instagram is a great place to connect with me and get linked up with all my resources. And then uh, the podcast obviously is a beautiful place to get as much information as you can handle. (laughs) Yes. I love your podcast. It's very, very helpful. So thank you. I will put all those links in the description below and you guys can find her there. So thank you so much. Okay. Did you find that episode incredibly helpful? I'm super excited to get my spaghetti life in order and make it a little bit more Tetrisy like Chelsea. I would love to know what was the most helpful for you in this episode. So would you take a screenshot and share this on your Instagram? What was one helpful thing you learned? Make sure to tag me at Empowered Birth Podcast. I'd love to hear. If you have more of a spaghetti life like me, or if it does look like Tetris, together we're building a community of powerful women ready to take back birth. So see you next time and stay empowered. Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. I'm so excited to have you a part of the movement. And if you haven't joined our private Facebook tribe yet, go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Empowered Mamas Tribe. We would love to have you there and a part of our community. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast.